0: Good morning, Hopevale. Would you please stand and join us as we lift our voices in worship this morning? Oh there is no sweeter name than yours. There is no more powerful name than yours. There is no other name that brings peace. No other name that we rely on but yours, Jesus. It is in your name that we have gathered here to worship, and it is in your name that we pray. Amen. Well, good morning. We're glad that you're here this morning. Why don't you take a few minutes before you're seated and greet some people around
1: you? Well, good morning, Hope Vale. Hey, my name is Paul. I am one of the pastors here, and if you are visiting with us here this morning, just want to tell you, thank you for coming. Glad you chose to join us this morning, and I actually have a favor to ask of you. On your way in this morning, you were probably handed a program, and at the bottom of that program is a little tear-off card that you can fill out, even right now as I'm up here talking. And in a moment, you can drop that in the offering plate, or better yet, after the service, you can take it out to the welcome desk in the lobby. There are some folks out there who would love to meet you answer any questions you might have about Hopevale and they have a gift for you just our way of saying thanks for joining us this morning. I do have several announcements that I need to bring to your attention things that are going on here today and the first is that we have these life signs books for sale at the welcome desk after the service if you've been around for the last couple Sundays you know we're in a series called life signs how are you really we're talking about honesty And this book is a great companion book to the series and to the Life Signs Assessment that we've been talking about here and that many of you have done. And so if you want to pick up one of those books, you can stop out in the lobby. I I do need to say that the initial results have been uh, overwhelming, the response from people and your feedback on what an experience it's been to have these vertical conversations with the Lord. But women in our church are outpacing the men Two to one in their willingness to have these vertical conversations with the Lord. So I think I just need to look at all the guys in the room and say, come on, man, right? (laughs) If you watch ESPN, come on, let's go, gentlemen. And to the wives in the room, I'm going to give you permission to go home this afternoon and take life signs on behalf of your husband. (laughs) Uh, Because... You probably know how he's doing better than he does. And you'll be more honest than he would be. And uh, so I'm giving you permission to do that. A Couple other announcements for you. First of all, this week is the last week for the early bird registration for our upcoming student retreat. So if you're parents of a teenager, you want to take advantage of that. This is a can't miss event for the teenagers here at Hopeville. And I want to make sure that you don't miss your opportunity to get the early bird registration rate. And then I also want to let you know that uh, after the service today, today is a communion Sunday. So after the service, if you would like someone from our elder team to pray with you or pray for you, if you have something going on in your life where you could use some prayer, all you need to do is make your way over to the hub, which is a room right over on this side of the lobby. After the service, there are folks there that would love to pray with you. Our uh, ushers are going to come forward right now and prepare to receive this morning's offering. And as they do, I just want to say that one of the reasons I'm excited about Life Signs is because it's so on mission. You know, the mission of us, of Hopevale, is to invite people to know and follow Jesus. That's the reason we're here. That's the reason so many of you are owners in the ministry here. And through your participation in Life Signs or through your giving or all the ways that you serve, you demonstrate that ownership. And again, uh, we believe That knowing and and following Jesus is the path to capital L living. So thank you for being owners of the mission at Hopevale. Let's pray. Lord, I just want to come before you this morning and uh, thank you for your presence here. Thank you for all that you are doing in the lives of folks who are connected to Hopevale and beyond. Uh, Thank you for the conversations that are happening through Life Signs, the way you are reaching into the hearts and the lives of people here uh, and uh, changing us, we want to remain open to that. And so as we prepare to give, Lord, we just want you to know that it comes from a spirit of gratitude for the way you have changed our lives um, and a desire to participate in what you're going to continue to do through uh, Hopevale in the Great Lakes Bay region. We love you, Lord, and we pray in Christ's name. Amen.
0: You can go ahead and stay seated as the ushers are taking up this morning's offering. We'll get you standing in a bit. A couple weeks ago, I went to the funeral of a woman who really poured into my life as a kid. It was a precious, homegoing service, and we finished it by singing two hymns, two hymns that, for me, really spoke of the goodness of God in my life. The first was the old rugged cross. And I learned how to sing that hymn, singing with my grandpa in his Easter choir at St. Andrew's Church that used to be here in town. My grandpa really served as a father figure for my brother and I. We, um, for all intents and purposes, were basically abandoned by our dad, whether he was running around with other women incarcerated or he was just gone for two weeks at a time on a drug and alcohol binge. But my grandpa stood in the gap and, and showed us the things that fathers are supposed to teach kids and was a real blessing to us. And the second hymn was How Great Thou Art. And I tell you, as we sang that hymn, I could almost see my father-in-law sitting at the end of the kitchen table, my father-in-law whom we lost a few years ago, with his dinner napkin in his hand wiping the tears from his eyes as my oldest son played it on the piano. My father-in-law, who almost from day one would put his arm around me and call me his girl. My husband has joked on more than one occasion that I was his favorite over his own children. And whether that was true or not, but it was to- it's totally true, it's totally true. That's how he made me feel. Two hymns representing two men that God used in my life, both to show me what the love of a father here on this earth is supposed to look like, and two, to teach me how to look to him as my father when they were no longer here this next song that we're singing has a line that says I've known you as a father and I've known you as a friend and I have lived in the goodness of God that is my testimony this morning and I hope that it is yours but maybe you're here today and you'd say I do not have a knowledge of the goodness of God I don't know Jesus I don't know his grace and his mercy and his love. Then my prayer for you this morning is that as we sing, your goodness is running after me, that you would have this tangible sense of the goodness of God enveloping you, not to condemn you, but to love you and to bring you to himself. And that your response would be, with my life laid down, I'm surrendered now and I'll give you everything. Church, let's let that be all of our response this morning. With our lives lives laid down, we surrender now, Jesus, and we will give you everything. Why don't you stand? Let's sing of his goodness together.
2: I have known you as a friend, and I have lived in the goodness of God.
3: Yes, oh God. Oh, yes, please say God. Your goodness is running after, it's running after me. Right now in this place. Your goodness is running after, it's running after Is running after, it's running after me. Your goodness is running after, it's running after me. Your goodness is running after, it's running after me. With my life laid down, I surrendered.
2: Good
4: our hearts now for taking communion together in this next song of worship, remembering what Jesus has done for us. Spirit of worship, would you have a seat? So we've sang about Christ and the power of the cross. We're going to transition into our time of uh, communion together. It's a beautiful song. Man, didn't Carrie's story just wreck you today? <laughs> Man, I know... We can all get up here and share stories of God's goodness and pointing to the things that he's done that has uh, been pretty moving in our lives. You know, Carrie mentioned she uh, attended a funeral. Um, oftentimes when I think of communion and um, I, think of a, I think of a funeral, I think of a memorial where we come uh, to remember you know, Christ said, do this in remembrance of me. So we come to remember today, friends. A few weeks ago, uh, I ran across the scripture and it hit me uh, right in the stomach. Hard. Ecclesiastes 7.2 says it's better go to go to a funeral than to a party. Because it reminds you that death is waiting. And it reminds you to get your life in order. I mean to get all dark and emo on us here this morning. But it's true. We've all been there. We all know what it's like to go and um, be uh, in a place where we sit and remember. Yeah. So in Luke 22, Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me to, twelve of his uh, closest friends and followers. And uh, it'd be kind of weird for them to experience that. He said this in the context of a, of a meal, of eating bread and drinking wine with a Jewish um, tradition called the Passover feast, Passover meal. And that celebrated God's mercy on his children. And he said that uh, the bread was like his body and the wine was like his blood. Mm-hmm. And um, so like the Passover meal... Celebrates God's mercy uh, in like fashion. Communion celebrates God's mercy on his children through Christ and speaking of the grace that he had and providing us a way uh, to him for eternity. So that's what we celebrate in remembrance today. So when we sing, uh, you've been so, so good to me and to think where I would be if not for you. I feel like every Sunday is kind of a, a time to just come and be reminded of all the things that Christ has done, but communion especially helps us do that. It kind of takes on a whole new meaning. Ushers, thank you for serving today. If you would, please come forward and uh, we'll prepare to pass out the plates. Just a couple of words before we take communion this morning. This is an open communion at Hopevale Church. You don't have to be a member or even a regular attender, we just ask that you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior to partake in uh, eating of the elements of the bread and the cup. And parents, if uh, you have some kids with you, please use discretion uh, and if they are uh, in a place where they are also followers of Jesus Christ or not. So we trust you to do that. Please make sure to take two cups. There are two stacked on top of each other. Looks like you're maybe just grabbing one with just the juice, but there's bread underneath in the second cup. Make sure to take that second one. So as the uh, ushers um, pass out the elements, I want you to feel free to uh, just hold those elements in your hands and um, consider the words we just saying. Maybe consider your sin and the forgiveness of that sin that the Lord offers through Christ. Maybe consider um, God's mercy on you. Maybe consider this memorial moment uh, to remind yourself what life is all about and to get your life in order. Maybe spend time uh, quietly thanking the Lord for his goodness to you in these moments of memorial and doing this in remembrance of him. So ushers, go ahead and pass out the bread and the cup. I'll just play for a little bit as you guys meditate. Luke 22, he took bread, gave thanks, and broke it. And he gave it to them by saying, this is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Eat. In the same way, after the supper, he took the cup saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. Drink. And so, Lord, um, to think where we would be if not for you is kind of a scary thought. God, you gave us so much. You gave us a way to the Father for eternity through your life and your death and your resurrection on the cross, and we honor you for that this morning in remembrance, to be reminded that this life is not forever, and to be reminded that this is a good day to get our lives in order, and a good day to thank you for all we have. we're especially thankful for the way that you gave us um, to approach the Father um, in a way in which to speak to him and so we do so this morning in the your words in the um, chapter uh, Matthew 6 book of uh, Matthew in chapter 6 by saying our Father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come We'll turn our hearts toward the sermon now.
5: morning Hopevale. I'm Dan Davis, senior pastor. I also want to welcome those of you joining us in Bay City. It's great to have you along. I'm up here with Amber Neeling. Amber is our Welcome Ministries Director here at Hopevale, which means that she leads our ministry teams like ushers, greeters, Welcome Center, Coffee and Donuts. Got your attention with that one, right? So she's overseeing 200-plus ministry servants, people like you, who help make all these things happen. So, Amber, good morning.
6: Good morning.
5: Now, the reason Amber is up here is because of the Life Signs experience. It was around this time last year that Amber and a bunch of us and the staff went through Life Signs ourselves, in part for a staff exercise, but also to see if this is something that we would bring to our church and a few weeks ago we were debriefing that experience and sharing our thoughts and you know Amber when you spoke you said it was really impactful for you personally really challenged some areas in your life and changed your walk Would you remember saying that Mm -hmm. yeah okay so instead of sharing that with a few people I've asked hundreds of your closest friends now (laughs) together, and I I want you to speak a little honesty about that, okay? Will you do that? Of course. Okay, so let's go back a year ago. Very first time you're encountering life signs, and you go through that experience. How did it strike you? What was it like?
6: Yeah, so um, good thing I like to talk, right? I'm totally, (laughs) this is fun. But I was one of the few people who got to take it a year ago in our staff and elder retreat, and I remember going into it, and I was thinking... Like, I felt okay about my spiritual walk. I felt like, you know, I don't need some big intervention. I feel pretty good (laughs) about it. But, okay, let's take it. And then they were like, you know, it could take anywhere between 15 to 45 minutes. And I was like, yeesh, like 45 minutes. That's a long time. I actually needed more time to do it, which was really cool. Um, I just, I went through it, and I was as honest as I could be. I, I had to visually... I had to visualize God next to me. That was like the only way I feel like I could really dig deep. So I, I physically was just pretending he was sitting right next to me, speaking to me and you guys, it, it changed me. I came back and, um, I don't know if I was supposed to do this, but I made my husband do it. I don't know if it was supposed to be a secret link, but I made him do it too. And, um, we just talked about it and it completely changed the way that I lived. Um, I was convicted about two different things when I was doing that, and it was, do I talk about Jesus enough, and do I have a group of friends to do that with who will help hold me accountable? And so those were the two things that Nick and I both decided to change in our lives. So it's, it's been really great. And then taking it again a year later, it was so cool to see the growth in that area, so now I came back with a different conviction, but it was really cool to see just the difference in that. And and I didn't realize it until I took it again, wow. that I was like, oh my goodness, like this is different than when I took it before. That means I must have grown. And it was really cool to finally see that.
5: Good. that's That's a great experience. And we're finding some of the initial feedback has been positive as well, but... I'm guessing there's some people who are hesitant, right? And they're going, I don't know if this thing is for me. So what would you say to someone like that here who maybe needs a little nudge or encouragement to go through life signs?
6: Yeah, so I would just say to, um, it's going to change you if you take it seriously. Um, a couple of people have come up to me and they said it didn't tell me anything that I already didn't know and in my head I was thinking well, then I don't know if you really took it seriously because if you do and you pretend or not really pretend Because God is right there next to you But if you visualize God right next to you speaking these words to you It should change you you shouldn't take it lightly and if you don't if you take it lightly, then you're not taking it seriously so I know that sounds harsh, but it's really true. Mm-hmm. Take it seriously. And, and if you do that, it's going to be an amazing experience because you're talking to God. Like God is so holy and so awesome. And he's talking to you like this. And he's your father. He just wants to love you and make you better. And so um, that would be my one thing is just take it seriously and enjoy the process because it, it will change you, I'm, I'm here to say.
5: That's great. Amber, thanks. Appreciate that. Thanks. Good. Yes, yes, why not? Why not? So, uh, this is our third and final week for our series called Life Signs, where we have been looking at the transformative power of being honest and open with God, with ourselves, and with trusted people in our lives. So, kind of honesty and openness that's willing to ask tough questions like this one, right? How are you, really? That behind the walls, behind the masks, what is going on with the real you? And as we've seen in this series, it is Jesus, right? It's all that we've celebrated today through communion, that he is the reason why we can go to these scary places that honesty invites us into. Why? Because his grace makes you safe, safe to come out of hiding, safe to step into honesty, where truthfulness and transparency is rewarded, not punished. And as we go there, we will draw closer to Jesus, and he will lead us into experiencing even more of this capital L life that he has for us. So that leads us then, as we talked about last week, these two life signs conversations that can change your life. A vertical conversation with God, that's what we looked at last week, and then a horizontal conversation with a trusted friend, that's what we're going to talk about today. Questions, again, that just go on the basis of answering that one simple life science question, how are you really? So last week we dove into this first one, right, and talked about the invitation to be honest with God. And if you missed last Sunday, I'd encourage you to check out the service, check out the message online. Today, you know, we're going to talk more about this one. But before we get into this one, I want to go back here and invite you, or should I say re-invite you, to go through the Life Signs experience if you haven't done so already, Again, Life Signs is a private, confidential, interactive online experience free of charge that's gonna guide you in a personal conversation with God as you honestly answer confidential questions about your life with Jesus, your life with people, and your life with purpose. And when I say confidential, I mean confidential. Honestly, nobody is going to see your specific Life Signs results but you. I promise. So to take the life Signs assessment, if you haven't done so already, the easiest way to do it is to go to our website, hopefell.org, and on the main page, right on the left here, you'll see Uh, a button that says life signs. You click on that button and it takes you to our landing page, which looks something like this. There's just a few introductory words. And on the left here, you'll see a button that says take life signs. And when you click on that, it'll lead you to a page here that, again, just some welcoming words from me along with an introductory video. And then from there, a link that'll launch you into the assessment, right? Simple as that. Now, like I said last week, I know that technology can be very intimidating to some people. So if you would rather go through life signs with pen and paper, we have that available. We have a paper version that you can pick up today after the service here in Saginaw. It's in uh, the lobby right by the hub. There's a couple tall tables there. Or in Bay City, just go to our welcome desk as well. Now, whether it is online or on paper, you can plan to... Take anywhere from 30 to 45 minutes to go through, ideally in one sitting, but if that's not possible, on each page the bottom, there is a save for later button you can push and return to it later. Once you go through it, you'll get a summary of your results sent to you via email immediately shortly followed by a personal growth plan afterwards as well that is going to give you some recommended next steps in your life as well as some suggested Hopeville resources to help you grow in your walk with God. So that is an explanation. Now, let me give you an update. As of Saturday, we have had... um, So the launch last Sunday, we've had about 850 people who've either started or completed their life signs vertical conversation with God. 850, that's really good. And as you heard Pastor Paul say here in Saginaw, roughly two-thirds women, one-third men. Come on, guys, right? We can do this. So it's really been great, and we've been getting a lot of positive feedback on Uh, On the life science assessment, there is an optional um, box that you can put that talks about your experience. And here are just some comments that we've heard, right? I love how God is speaking directly to me with reminders from his word. Or I just felt the Holy Spirit prompting. It's a great way to dive into the deeper stuff about life that you may not otherwise talk with God specifically about and, and so many other comments like this where people have had a very positive experience so again i just want to encourage you if you haven't done so already to visit the life signs landing page at Hopeel.org and just let this life signs experience lead you guide you to help you engage in an open and honest vertical conversation with your god okay so with that in mind, let's go ahead now and talk about this second Life Signs conversation. That's this week, this horizontal conversation with a trusted friend. Now I bet a lot of you are thinking right now, sure, I will tell God anything, because he knows it all anyways, right? But when it comes to opening up to other people, I ain't telling nobody nothing, Right? No way. None of their business. Gossips, busybodies. No way I'm doing that. And you know what? I get that too, right? I I do. And I'm going to tell you right up front that I'm not going to make you do anything you don't want to do, right? That's not what this is about. That's not what we're about here at Hopevale. But what I would like to do in these next few moments is to talk to you about how an honest and open, horizontal conversation with a trusted friend could really benefit you could benefit you personally, spiritually, emotionally, relationally. That when you take a risk to open up to someone else like that, how that just might be the thing that helps you get unstuck in life. Just might be the thing that is going to unlock some next level growth in your life. So let's talk about the power of telling someone you trust how you're really doing. Now last week when we looked at honesty with God, I used the word confess or confession on a few occasions when we talked about being open and honest with God, right? I mean, confession, that's all it is, right? To confess is just being truthful and transparent with God about who we are and what we've done, right? Confession is raw honesty with no walls, no masks, no cover-ups, stepping out of hiding into honesty Where we own up. We own up. All we've done against God, against others, without any excusing, without any blaming, without any downplaying, without any denying, it's just saying, Lord, that was me. I did it. I said that. I thought that. I fess up to my mess up, right? That's confession. Now, it's important you understand that when it comes to any discussion we have about confession, We have to start with our relationship with God. That's why last week's so important in this week's conversation. Because, pay attention, only God can grant his forgiveness for our sins. Only God can grant his forgiveness for our sins. Only God. No pastor like me, no priest, no minister, no rabbi, no therapist, no counselor, no spouse, no parent, right? No. No one can grant God's forgiveness but God himself. Scripture makes it clear that Jesus, the perfect God, the perfect man, came together in the flesh, right? He's the only one we have. He's the only one we need. So that in the New Testament, the Apostle Paul in 1 Timothy chapter 2 says this, right? For there is one God. We worship one God. And there is only one mediator, between God and mankind, the man, Christ Jesus. Only one. You know, because Hophel is such a melting pot. And because this region where we live has a heavy Roman Catholic influence. You know, I always want to be respectful of people's backgrounds, of different religious traditions. But even more importantly, I also want you to understand the clear instruction of the Bible. And to me, it doesn't get any clearer than this that your forgiveness, your standing with God does not depend on any other human authority figure but Jesus, one God, one mediator, only one between God and mankind, the man Christ Jesus. That's why the vertical conversation with God is the one that matters most and is the one that happens first because it's Jesus, right? Our mediator, our savior. He's the one who makes it safe for us To do that. So here's the question Do you then have to have an open and honest horizontal conversation with a trusted friend, a pastor, a priest, a counselor? The answer is no. You don't have to. But should you? I would answer yes. Yes definitely and I would explain it this way that it is the difference between what is necessary versus what is needed what is necessary versus what I I think this next passage is going to help us out it's found in the New Testament the book of James chapter 5 verse 16 where James this church leader in the first century is writing to a bunch of Christians of how life in the church should look like this is what he says Therefore, confess your sins to each other. No way, right? Confess your sins to each other, James says, and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Be open and honest, James says, with trusted fellow Jesus followers in the church. Open and honest about how you're really doing with God, about how you're really doing with people so that what? So that they can pray for you in order to bring about God's healing and transformation in your life. Confess your sins to each other, not because it's necessary for your forgiveness, but because it's needed. It is needed for your freedom to become the whole and thriving person Jesus wants you to be. Confession, I mean, I think about going to the doctor, right? How can she, how can he? help prescribe a pathway towards your physical healing. If you're not willing to be open and honest about how you're really doing, that if you tell them when you're fi- that you're fine when you're really not, what good is that? Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. When we open up like that, we open up the power prayer can have in our lives. See, here's what I've seen when it comes to this kind of confession in my own life, personally, but also pastorally with others. That honest confession with trusted friends breaks the power of sin's secrets and shame. Breaks the power of sin's secret and shame. See, Satan, who is the father of lies, wants to do whatever it takes to make us want to hide in the shame of our secrets to try to keep us from experiencing the freedom and the forgiveness that really are already ours in Christ. That's why I love that the Bible describes Jesus as the one full of grace and truth, right? His grace makes us safe to come out of hiding and to step into the honest truth about ourselves. And so every time that I can bring out the real me out of the darkness of lies and into the light of truth, and I can do that first with God and then with trusted others, I begin to weaken the hold that this thing has on my life. I weaken the hold that this thing has on my life. Whatever that thing is, temptation, struggle, defeat, fear, failure, feelings I don't know what to do with, right? I mean, after all, things that look scary in the dark get exposed for what they truly are when they're brought into the light. And see, that's what confession does. It breaks the power of our sins, our secrets, and our shame. And then... When you add into the equation the power of someone else praying for you, of them asking for God to show up big time in your life, that's when the healing really begins to happen. That's when change gets ignited in your life. So let me go back to what I said earlier. Are these open and honest conversations with trusted friends? Are they necessary for your forgiveness? No, but are they needed? Needed for your forgiveness? Your freedom, your healing, your growth, your transformation, definitely that is why they matter. And so that's the why behind these horizontal conversations, but now let's get a little more practical and talk about the how, right? How, how do you have these conversations with someone else? Who, who do you look for to have them with? Well, to start, I want to share these two key principles about confession, about opening up to others, right? Right? Principle number one, confession needs discretion. Confession needs discretion. Will what I say stay between us? Right? So if you're honestly going to answer the question, how are you really, then you've got to find someone you trust, someone who's going to keep what you say in confidence. It's the Vegas rule, right? What happens in our horizontal conversation stays in our horizontal conversation, it's the first time I've ever mentioned Las Vegas on a communion Sunday, but that is another story. Okay. Discretion, right? And then second, confession needs compassion. Will what I say be heard, not judged? Will what I say be heard, not judged? See, this is why I think that Christians, of all people, should be the best candidates for a candid conversation. We should be because ideally we too know what it means to be personally forgiven by Jesus for our own sins, our own struggles, right? So that when someone is opening up with us, we lay down a judgmental spirit and we take up a merciful heart. Be merciful to others, Scripture commands us, just as the Lord has been merciful to you. So that as you share your heart with another Jesus follower, I mean, the hope is instead of being critical of you, they should be responding with compassion for you. Right? So confession needs discretion. Confession needs compassion. See, do you know someone like that in your life? And when you think about your life signs results and sharing those with someone else, is there anyone you can trust? Well, as you're answering that question, there's something else I want to think about. And that comes to you and and how you go about doing it. And the way I want to describe it this way is with a a word picture. I call it the guarded, gullible spectrum when it comes to us being open and honest with each other. Because we're all different, right? That on the one end, some some of us tend to be guarded and say nothing, right? Others of us, we're more open, we tend to be more gullible, and we share everything, So that when an African prince contacts you via email telling you he has thousands of dollars he wants to give you, just he needs your bank account information, you're like, oh, sure, great, you know, right? Right? You share everything with everyone, you give away your trust way too easily. That if you're on that end of the spectrum, I would encourage you to show restraint, right? Right? Show restraint that before you meet with someone else and go about sharing all your deep dark secrets, think about, pray about someone in your life that you really respect, someone who is wise and mature, someone who can handle your stuff, someone who's not a gossip, right? I mean, that's my advice to those of you who are on that end of the spectrum, but for the rest of us over here on the guarded side, which I tend to think is most of us, right, Either we're more guarded by nature, or maybe we've been burned in the past, we shared too much with someone and they went and turned along and passed it to someone else, or maybe we're just guys. (laughs) Because us men in general, we don't really care for this touchy-feely, open-up kind of stuff, right? We just like to keep to ourselves. And so to the guarded, I would say this, take a risk. Take a risk because there is a cost when we do nothing. I've said this the last couple of weeks, right? Like, like we're afraid to take the risk and we go, well, at least I'm not going to get burned. But when we stay silent, there is a cost. When we try to bear all our burdens on our own, there is a cost because over time, it robs our joy, it withers our soul, and it wears us down. And so my nudge to you is to take the risk. Find that trusted friend, that trusted person. Begin to open up again. You don't have to share everything right away, but say something. Maybe it's you finding one thing that you have never told anyone else about yourself before, but you feel like God is telling you to do so. Now, when you're in the guarded end, it's gonna feel risky and scary, but it's not, because when you've got the right person listening to you, you're gonna discover that it is Empowering. It is liberating. And men, I can tell you firsthand as a pastor, I've seen this happen with guys over and over again with things like secret habits, with online pornography addictions, like substance abuse issues. As long as it stays hidden in the dark, you're never gonna find victory over the stuff that you know you need to change. Because it's our pride, it's our fear that keeps us from coming clean and getting clean. The change is going to happen, not just honesty with God, that's where it's got to start, but honesty with others as well when we begin to raise the hand and ask for help. So take the risk. Step out in faith. Find that trusted friend and tell them how you're really doing, right? And I realize some of us here don't have someone like that in our lives, right? I get that, and that's okay. It's okay at least for now. Actually, some of the life signs questions get to that very thing about whether or not we have someone in our life like that, someone we trust, someone that we can open up with. But if you don't right now, uh, we have a group of life signs coaches who are available to meet with anyone who wants to have a confidential conversation with a trusted and mature Christian from our church. This team is made up of some of our group life leaders. And let me tell you, these people have experience in in listening well and keeping confidences, right? Experience in listening well and keeping confidences. So if you'd like to get connected with someone, you, again, can go to our Life Signs landing page, hofell.org slash Life Signs. And in the middle... There's a button here that says request a coach. So when you push that button, it'll lead you to a form. And the form is too detailed to show here, but let me tell you what the form looks like, right? You're going to give your name, your email, your phone, which campus, Saginaw or Bay City. Uh, it's going to ask you for gender, age range, marital status. Um, we want to match you with an appropriate coach gender-wise, Right? It's life signs, not Tinder. Um, and then, that was not in here. I don't know where that came from. Okay. And then, a question that if you want to meet the day of the week and time of the day, that, you know, is, is your preference, right? And you just fill that out, and someone will get back with you, and again, to have some of that conversation. So that's the process. And that's how we're doing it, right? To have these open and honest, horizontal conversations with trusted friends with a trusted someone in your life where you can tell them how you're really doing but whatever you do right and with whomever you meet I just want to encourage you to have that conversation this life science experience in general is something that has been used in other churches across the country and we've been told that there's a huge drop-off right a huge drop-off between people who just take the life Signs assessment and have the vertical conversation with God versus those who then follow up with a horizontal conversation with a trusted friend. A huge drop-off. And while I kind of get why that might be, hopefully I'd love to be the church that breaks the mold. I mean, let's be the churches that reverses all these massive societal trends of loneliness and isolation. Let's be the church that is willing to step out and do risky things of faith in pursuit of experiencing even more the capital L life that Jesus has for us. Let's be the kind of church where his grace makes it safe for us to step out of hiding and into honesty. First with God and then with each other. I love these words from the Apostle Paul as he talks about what a grace-saturated church should look like, right? Romans chapter 15, verse 7, and I'll close with this. Accept one another for who we are. Accept one another. Then just as Christ accepted you, in order to bring praise to God, accept one another then. Just as Christ accepted you in order to bring praise to to God, that in all His grace, Jesus Christ accepts you in all your sin, selfishness, and imperfection. I mean, it's exactly what we celebrated in communion today: that we have a Savior who dies on a cross in our place for our sins. This is what grace is about, this unconditional accepted that is acceptance that is rooted in God's love, and the safety and the security of that grace makes you safe. And so when you are wrapped up with that kind of vertical acceptance, we as Christians then are called to extend this same kind of grace-filled acceptance to each other. Right? The kind of acceptance where we don't have to build walls or wear masks, but where grace empowers us to accept each other for who we are, not who we're pretending to be. This is Jesus' vision for his church. And I believe this is Jesus' vision for us here at hopewell Because when we can live and love like that, not only can, do we get to be a blessing to each other, but look what happens. We bring praise to our God. We live these praiseworthy lives. We become a praiseworthy church. And let me tell you, when it's all said and done, in the end, there's no greater purpose, no higher calling than this, right? So hope as we step out into having these horizontal conversations, let's accept one another. Accept one another just as Christ has accepted us, because then, then we will bring praise to our God, each in our lives and together as a church. So, how are you? Really? Let's pray together. Mm, Heavenly Father, so glad that this message fell today on a communion Sunday. So glad that we have celebrated and been reminded of the great, great love that Jesus, our Savior, our only mediator, had for us. Opening up a way, for us to experience your grace, your mercy, your love, your acceptance, and how in that we are rooted in the security, in the safety, in the stability of your love. May that love empower us and may that love encourage us to reach out in the horizontal, in the relational, whether it's sharing or listening, that we would be the kind of church that is living this out, step by step, out of hiding into honesty, accepting one another just as you, Jesus, have accepted us. I pray for people here, Lord, who maybe haven't stepped out and taken the assessment yet. And again, that's just, life signs is just a tool. A tool to encourage us to be honest with you, God. And not afraid. But then God, not because it's necessary, but because it's needed. Give us the courage and the desire to want to open up with a trusted friend. And that God, as we do, prayer will be unleashed. And we will be healed. And we will be changed. All bringing you praise. So God, that's our heart. That's our desire. Thank you for this church. Thank you that you have knit our hearts together with Jesus as our head. And Lord, we love you. We need you. And even as we close and respond in worship, would you speak your truth, your gospel truth over our lives about who we really are? We pray. In your name, Jesus, amen. Yeah, as we close the service and respond in worship, that's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna invite you to stand as the worship team leads us in singing the truth of God's great love with you and over you. God say you are.
3: You held the answers
5: in your hand this morning. The bread and the cup. You are loved. And in him, may you find your worth and your identity. Again, encourage you that if you want help with life signs, stop by the tables outside uh, the hub. Speaking of the hub, we have elder prayer. After the service today, encourage you, if you want someone to pray with you, pray for you. Next week, we're going to be in a new series. It's called Leap. In honor of Leap Year, four commitments worth making. Looking forward to starting that with you. But as you go from here, may you go wrapped in the love and the grace and the security of God's acceptance and love for you. God bless you.